you are Locked On Clippers Postcast, part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome. I am Pete Fox, new to the Locked On Podcast Network, doing Clippers Postcast, covering uh, almost all of the games if possible. I, uh, I've been covering sports in Los Angeles. Uh, from Dodgers to Clippers, Trojans, Bruins, Kings, uh, since 2007. So uh, I'm very familiar with the L.A. landscape when it comes to sports, and I spent a lot of time covering the Clippers uh, through some uh, very interesting times, the Doc Rivers eras, if you will. So uh, uh, this team right now is a lot of fun to uh, be paying attention to, to be following and uh, covering because – uh, when they acquired James Harden, we weren't really sure how that was going to turn out, but it's uh, turned out to be pretty good so far. After they got over a few humps in the beginning, they have uh, definitely worked things out, and it's a lot of fun, especially after a win like they had tonight, which we'll get into here in just a little bit. Um, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com, Locked On, to get started. FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So the Clippers took care of the Heat, who were without Jimmy Butler. So it was a little bit easier. But as, as it has been lately for the Clippers, there was a few uh, moments early in the game where you were like, whoa, uh, you know, Tyler Hero is a lot to deal with. Bam Adebayo is a lot to deal with. But in the end, Paul George got hot. Kawhi Leonard got hot. James Harden got hot. Russell Westbrook got hot. And when those guys are hot, it's fun. This is a lot of lot of good opportunities there for this team and a, a lot to like, a lot to enjoy. It was a comfortable win in the end, 121-104, and a, a big night for Paul George, who becomes the second all-time scorer with regard to three-pointers in Clippers history, um, passing J.J. Redick. The guy who's number one is not a guy that I'm all that familiar with, so I don't know his name off the top of my head, but uh, Paul George had three threes on the night, finishing with 23, and Kawhi Leonard led the way with 24. James Harden, when he's going well, and he's going well right now, he's so fun on both sides of the ball. It's not just about scoring. I feel like this Clipper team is getting a different James Harden than we've seen in his last couple appearances around the NBA. So I think that's a good thing for them. Uh, he He's seemingly willing to do whatever it takes. He's distributing the ball. He's scoring when need be. He doesn't seem to have a bad attitude when he's not in the game. And those things are huge for the Clippers. Uh, and I think Harden knows. I was talking to a friend about this recently who follows the NBA very closely. He said, you know, look, I'm sure James Harden is smart enough to know that if this goes badly for him and he becomes – the quote unquote cancer in the locker room again, like he was in Brooklyn, like he was uh, in DC. Now, where was he? Not DC, Philly, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> if he becomes that James Harden again, no one else is going to really take a shot at him. They're not, they're not going to give him an opportunity again. This is pretty much, pretty much his last shot at, uh, you know, being effective, playing a lot, getting an opportunity to win a championship because the Clippers 
are that good. They could win a championship. This team is deep all around. One of the things I really enjoyed about uh, this game tonight, something I didn't like from Friday night against the Grizz, was they were not guarding the perimeter. Now, coming into this game, we pretty much knew that this was going to be a battle from beyond the arc. These two teams both like to shoot threes, are very good at shooting threes, and the Clippers were going to need to guard the heat from beyond the arc. And in the first quarter, they did that really well with a lot of energy. But at the end of the first quarter, they were down double digits. It was kind of ugly, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, they were down 12, 35-23 after the first quarter. So I was like, and they were shooting 60% at that point. I was like, what What the heck is going on here? I gave them a grade in that quarter of a, of a B- minus on offense because you can't, you know, I couldn't go much lower than that. When they shot 60%. Their defense, I gave them like a C plus because the Heat were scoring all over the place and their turnovers were atrocious. So they got an F for me there. They had like six or seven turnovers in the first quarter. So then the second quarter comes along and they just kind of woke up, got things back on track. So they started scoring. They erased that double digit deficit. So I gave them an A on offense in the second quarter and a B plus on defense because uh, they went into the half uh, either tied or up by one. So they had, you know, gotten back into the game. And then when the third quarter rolled around, which we'll get to here in a little bit, they started to pull away. But all in all, uh, a great win for them. Very fun game to watch uh, with with James Harden passing the ball the way he was. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was like, he started off the game, just a non-factor zero points in the first quarter. And then, uh, by halftime he had double digits. I think he was up to 13 at that point. And again, he led the way with 25 with some big buckets in the second half. He was, he was, you know, uh, elevating above the rim 24, sorry, elevating above the rim, uh, you know, shooting the long ball, couple of threes. So he was doing it all. It was fun to watch. Uh, Zubat started off very slow offensively, finished the game with only six, but had 12 rebounds. So he uh, ultimately chipped in a lot. And uh, the two guys that I've been really excited to see coming off the bench, uh, both had very good games. That being Norman Powell, who finished with 22. He picked up very fast late in the game. And uh, Russell Westbrook had eight, but a lot of energy playing defense and just kind of you know, getting his teammates excited about the game. And that's what you love to see from Russell Westbrook. Amir Coffey, who's been uh, somebody that I've enjoyed watching lately, um, came in a couple of times and uh, was effective, but didn't do a whole lot. Only only finished the game with, with five points. So all in all, Clippers with a dominant win over the Miami Heat, 121-104. We'll come back and get into a few more uh, elements of this game that were that were really fun on a night when uh, Paul George becomes the second all-time leader in Clippers history in the threes department. All right, let's talk about FanDuel. Show tonight brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get out in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, and that's like playing with free money right there. I mean, not like. It is free money. So, you should really take advantage of that. It's it's guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. New customers will get $150 in bonus bets. That's $150, win or lose. And the app is very, very easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. You can do live same-day game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and a whole lot more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, 
official partner of the NFL. All right, Clippers with a 121-104 victory. They were missing a uh, handful of people were the Heat. Jimmy Butler, of course, was out. Caleb Martin was out. Josh Richardson was out. And Hayward Highsmith. Those first three guys, obviously, Butler and Caleb Martin, are big-time scorers for this team. So the fact that they were in this game and, uh, you know, within a point or two at the break without Jimmy Butler was – you know, a credit to them. Tyler Hero was banging threes from all over the place. He had four. It always seems like when a guy like Tyler Hero starts to go off, and I'm a Kentucky fan, so I've been following him for a while, him and Bam Adebayo, I'm very familiar with who they are and their game. But when Tyler Hero starts going off, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, when you're the opponent, look out, because he only made four, but it seemed like 14. It seemed like he just couldn't miss. But uh, the Clippers... It was an interesting situation there in the second as they got back into it. I wasn't sure if it was because of their defense or the heat just kind of cooled. Excuse the pun, but they did. <laughs> they they cooled off and it, partially uh, because of the Clippers defense. But all in all, uh, you, you know, the Clippers made it tough on them and the heat just couldn't keep up. Right. The, the Clippers were just wait. They're just too deep. And I think this is going to be a problem for a lot of teams this season that have to deal with them when they're when they're going well, when they're healthy, and they're playing well. It's going to be tough to deal with it because they just come at you in waves. If James Harden goes cold, Paul George picks up the slack, or Kawhi Leonard picks up the slack, and uh, you know, and then the Clippers obviously over the years with Kawhi Leonard have missed him when he's out. But it feels like you know he was out. Uh, last time on Friday and they, you know, they still won comfortably again. It was against the Grizz who aren't quite as talented and deep as the Miami heat. But when, uh, you know, when one of those guys is out, the rest of them have the ability and more than anything, the desire to pick up the slack. So when Kawhi Leonard is out, a guy like Amir coffee, who we don't know a ton about, but we know he's got a lot of energy and he's a good basketball player. He comes in in the starting rotation and picks up the slack. Terrence Mann, uh, you know, started the game hot, only played 17 minutes and had 12 points tonight. That's a very, very effective uh, night off of the bench. Even Daniel Tice, 16 minutes, six points. Uh, so, you know, Plumlee was back. He's healthy. Uh, wearing a knee brace, but didn't play. So we're not really sure when he's going to be back in there. But Ty Lue has talked a lot about what Daniel Tice has meant to this team. And as I said, uh, Zubats was was fairly sleepy offensively all night long. Uh, had some buckets late in the game. He was only three of four, so he didn't score a ton of points, but had 12 rebounds. And it felt like Tice was, ha- was playing a much bigger role uh, for the Clippers, both offensively and defensively, with Zubats having a, a bit of an off night. But he's bound to do that on occasion. On Friday night, he looked great and was uh, very effective in this offense and helped them kind of turn the corner and get back into the game when uh, the Memphis Grizz were up 15 and made a run. So I, I just look up and down and you go, it, it's, it almost seems like an embarrassment of riches. It's, it's not really all that fair. And when they're getting along, and I, I hate this, you know, I shouldn't say hate, but I'm surprised to say this. I feel like one of the reasons they're getting along so well is because of Russell Westbrook. I don't know that I've seen Russell Westbrook play this loose with this much energy and more than anything, a smile on his face. That's kind of the weirdest thing. He's gesturing to the crowd, holding up, you know, one finger and wanting to be a first team, all defense, 
Uh, James Harden is playing defense. James Harden is distributing. I don't know what it is about left-handed players. This is not just for basketball. This is for any sport for me. I'm right-handed. When I see a left-handed player playing well, it's just, to me, smoother than right-handed people. Like in baseball, left-handed hitters just look better than right-handed hitters. I don't know why. Left-handed pitchers look better than right-handed hitters. Uh, pitchers, rather. Uh, left-handed quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, when they're slinging it, it's just so pretty and smooth to watch. When James Harden is banging down threes from beyond the arc or passing those one-handed passes down the lane with his left hand, it is so smooth. He's just so fun to watch. And Russell Westbrook, again, playing with a ton of energy. He's got the Clippers uh, just kind of gelling. And I, I, I love that about him. And I, I would say Harden, Harden's in that camp as well because Paul George, we know Paul George, he's, you know, he's got, he's got energy. He's got a personality. He's not like Kawhi Leonard, you know, quiet and sleepy and subdued. He's not like that. But he's definitely not Russell Westbrook in the energy department. So you need other guys to pick it up, pick up the slack, wake wake everyone up and, you know, get the team fired up. So the thing that I uh, have noticed in, in the last couple of games paying very close attention to uh, with the Clippers is they've had a very, very strong ability to overcome deficits, double digit deficits. So tonight, I believe it was 14 Friday. It was 15 and they erased it and then <laughs> cruised to victory. 121, 104. I mean, that's something that you really have to enjoy. That's one of the big stories of tonight to steal a line from Hamilton. The story of tonight is once again, the Clippers overcome a deficit, a double digit deficit to win comfortably. And Kawhi Leonard and Paul George had huge nights. We'll get a little bit more into that coming up here in just a little bit. And uh, in our third segment, we're going to do a, a feature that will be what we call in this business a benchmark, meaning we'll do it every time we do a postcast. So we thank you for uh, for joining us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on Locked On Sports LA, the YouTube channel, and listening on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Those are your two options. You can watch us or you can download us wherever you download your podcasts. All right, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports flat sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less on two to six players and their stat projection for the night. And watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season now here, you can pick combo projections across two sports if you want. I did this tonight uh, on Prize Picks, not from the specials. Like I kind of created my own pick combo, and it—I'm not really sure if I won or lost, but it was a fun—it was a fun selection because I had uh, the quarterback from Michigan. We know that they won in a very great, tight, close overtime game. I had him going above. Uh, his yardage projection. And then uh, for some reason, they didn't have any Clippers on there. So I had to pick somebody from the heat and I picked Jaime Jaquez with points, rebounds and assists. And right as we started here, the postcast, he was two points away from going over, but it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun just to have those extra, 
you know, that extra action when you're watching the game, extra interest level, paying attention to uh, not just, you know, the game, but that other little thing there that makes it a lot of, a, a lot of fun. And the other thing I love about uh, prize picks so far, again, it's pretty new to me, but what I've seen so far is quick deposits and easy withdrawals. And that's a huge thing. I've, I've uh, dealt with plenty of other platforms where the withdrawal aspect was not very simple, but by all accounts, uh, depositing and withdrawing are very simple. The gameplay options are very easy. An enormous selection of players, stat types. Well, uh, you can you can cha- pick, choose from various sports and put them together. And you just you pick two, three, four, any selection you want up to six. And obviously, as you select more, you have uh, higher uh, odds of winning. So uh, I do have to say that uh, the whole thing to me so far has been very, very smooth and seamless and pretty entertaining. Uh, I also received a hundred percent bonus up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit. So check them out, go to prizepickscom slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for your first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepickscom slash locked on NBA. All right, final segment of the Clippers postcast. Again, thanks for watching us on Locked On Sports LA, the YouTube channel there, and listening on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Clippers, their 19th win of the season, which equals the heat, but this game was uh, very one-sided after the first quarter. Clippers with a 121-104 win. As I said, we're going to do a feature here in the third segment every night. We're going to call it the superlatives segment. Meaning, meaning, like in your high school yearbook, you know, there's a superlatives section, most likely to succeed, best hair, things of that nature. Uh, Tonight, the three that I've selected are most popular, best friend, I'll explain that one as we get there, and best hair. (laughs) And sometimes it's going to be actually the guy who I think has the best hair of the night. Uh, But tonight, it's just the guy that looked the best. All right. So we'll start at the top. Most popular. I went back and forth on this throughout this game. I was like, well, it's Paul George because he became the second leading three-point scorer in Clippers history tonight, passing J.J. Redick. But then again, Kawhi Leonard had a fantastic game, especially after missing Friday and starting very slow and had some highlight plays late in the game. He was fun to watch. Uh, The fans were going crazy over there at Crypto.com. So this is a co-award being handed out tonight the superlative for most popular in this Clippers heat game is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard I know that's uh that's easy to do when you have two superstars like these guys but I couldn't pick one of them to be the most popular guy of this game as for the best friend now this could be the guy who distributes the most gives the most assists uh energy level that's the part of this that I'm selecting tonight energy level the best friend to all of his teammates just kind of making them enjoy the game, making them get focused on the game, and that would be Russell Westbrook. Again, he had a, he had a good night scoring the ball. He had a good night with the uh, assists and and playing defense. Uh, and and those you know sometimes those stats don't show up in the stat sheet, but he scored eight in just eighteen minutes, uh, four rebounds, which is not a ton. But as far as his energy level and getting his teammates fired up, he was he was a plus there. And for best hair, now, like I said, sometimes it's going to actually be the guy with the best hair whose hair looks spectacular. I would say tonight, though, it's just about the guy that looked good in general as a player, right? And that would be Norman Powell because he was wearing that T-shirt under his jersey, and I'm not really a big fan of that look. But uh, as far as his play on the floor, 
This guy was like, when he wasn't in the game, you were like, when's Norman Powell coming back in the game? And this is when Russell Westbrook and James Harden and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are all having big, big nights. Norman Powell late in the game started just lighting it up and he, he was banging threes and the whole deal. He finished again with 22 off the bench. He had four threes, a couple of rebounds. His plus minus was plus 13. So he just looked good every time he was on the floor. And uh, he's a guy that I, I, I'm becoming a big fan of real fast. Him and Amir Coffey are, are my two favorite bench guys. I just when, when the Clippers are going south, I'm like, get those two guys in the game right now because they're going to turn the tide for the Clippers real fast. But um, that this was a game, as I said on Friday, it was a total team win, and I feel like this one was as well. But the thing, the thing uh, that I saw tonight is that there's just a lot to like about this Clippers team. If you're a Clippers fan and you're thinking it's just going to be the same old Clippers uh, because, you know, maybe there's a black cloud over this team's head or something. I, I kind of, I've covered this team for a long time and I just, for whatever reason, I feel like it's different. I don't have that feeling like there's a black cloud hanging over their head. And I look and I say, you know, Minnesota's the top team in the West right now. Uh, they could keep that up, but I feel like the Clippers are a better team than the Minnesota Timberwolves. So it's real. It's a real possibility that this team could come out in the top two or three of the West. I know there's a long way to go. There's a lot of games to be played. So anything can happen, but if they can keep up the, the harmony, they can keep up the, the jelliness. <laughs> if they can stay gelled gelatinous, let's call it that. Uh, you know, if James Harden doesn't become a sour apple and Russell Westbrook doesn't become extremely disgruntled. Those are the two guys I'm most worried about and think this team has a real shot in making a deep run in the postseason. Kawhi Leonard, of course, has got to stay healthy, and Paul George does too. But if they can keep this team together the way it is right now, that you know, the fact that they can overcome deficits, they don't seem to be bothered by being down. They're like, whatever, we can score. And they can. From beyond the arc, down low, they've got size and they're deep down low. Three guys that can play the center position and throw some weight around and deal with other teams' size. Early in this game, I was most worried about Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, right? Obviously, because Tyler Hero can hit threes like crazy, but Bam Adebayo is just a lot to deal with. He's a load. I mean, he can score down low. He had uh, how many rebounds? He had like eight rebounds in the first half. What did he finish with? 12, uh, 15 rather. 12 defensive rebounds, 15 overall. So he's a lot to deal with. He didn't have a big night. Uh, well, he actually did 21. So yeah, he scored points too. He did it all. I thought he kind of cooled at the end of the game, but evidently not. So, uh, you know, he led the way for them. 21 points. So that's he's a lot to deal with. And I thought uh, it was going to be tough because Zubats wasn't having a good game, but uh, Daniel Tice came in and, and, and dealt with him. And so, you know, when this team is, was, is cruising and playing well and overcoming deficits uh, playing unselfishly, I think it's the biggest thing to describe if they can distribute and everyone gets like a slice of the action, you really feel like anything's possible for this team. So much talent. And uh, you know, we, we understand that Ty Lue understands how to win championships. We know that about him. And they call him a player's coach. And I feel like he's the perfect guy for this team. Uh, you know, there's always a spotlight on the Lakers in Los Angeles. But right now, without a doubt, 
Uh, the Clippers are the better team. They're they're more fun to watch. Uh, they're deeper. The fans are are there showing up, having fun, and it, it's it's all all there for them. So uh, let's just let's just kind of keep our fingers crossed and think positive thoughts about their health <laughs> and and about their uh, ability to stay positive and friendly and and having a good time with it because uh, it looks good. It really looks like they've got a real shot at uh, winning a lot of basketball games and more than anything, really, you just you know they're a fun team to watch. So. Uh, I, I like the fact that, you know, they sometimes get down and then they're able to rebound and get back into the game. That's, that's fun. You know, if, if they just come out and whack people by 20, the entire game, I don't know that that's, that's as fun as, uh, you know, having to overcome some adversity. Um, I, 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 one more thing here, back to my superlatives category. Uh, I wanted to give honorable mention in the best hair department to Kevin Love who did have the the good hair tonight. He's been in the league. I was surprised that he was there. I was surprised he was still playing because I'm not following the heat that closely. But, uh, you know, Kevin Love is a local guy from UCLA. And uh, I was like, he's been in the league since 2008 or maybe he's 2007. And he had a big impact on this game for the heat. And he did have nice looking hair. The salt and pepper was looking good. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm a guy that's dealing with the salt and pepper as well. Uh, sometimes I color it in like right now, you can't really see a lot of it, <laughs> but it'll be there down the road as I get lazy with the, uh, with the hair care products, but Kevin love both looked good physically and, uh, as a basketball player off the bench for them. And, uh, you know, made things tough on the Clippers at times, finished tonight, uh, going seven of 11 from the floor, hit a three, a couple of free throws, four rebounds and 17 points. So, uh, the elder statesman, Kevin love, uh, had a nice night and looked good for uh, the Heat, even though they lost. And and I, you know, it was tough for them without Jimmy Butler, especially and Caleb Martin. So it's not not really all that surprising. Josh Richardson out as well. So when you're missing three of your main scorers, it's a lot for these other guys to pick up. But Jaime Jaquez, the UCLA Bruin product, had a nice night as well. 15 points, played 38 minutes, uh, four rebounds. And, um, it was over three from beyond the arc. So, uh, usually when UCLA or USC products come to, uh, what's it called now? I almost said Staples center, uh, the crypto.com arena. It's really, it's been years and I'm still calling it Staples center. I don't know why, but, uh, when teammates or players from USC and UCLA come to play at crypto.com, against the Lakers, against the Clippers. They usually have a pretty good game. So that was the reason I made that DFS selection of Jaime Jaquez because usually they play well in front of their friends, in front of their family. And again, I was pretty right. I don't know if I if I was victorious in my selection, but uh, I'm pretty dang close. And that was fun, even if I did lose. So he finished with 15 points and uh, four rebounds. Clippers, though, cruised to victory with a 121-104 win. Again, the, the highlight of the night were both Paul George early on hitting threes and then Kawhi Leonard late in the game uh, dunking the ball and playing with a lot of energy, seeming very healthy and not bothered by the hip problem at all. He finished with 24, leading the way. Zubats had six. Harden had 15. Terrence Mann, who started, only played 17 minutes and scored 12 points off the bench. Again, Tice had six, Russell Westbrook in just 18 minutes was four of 10 for eight points, but made a big impact on defense. Amir Coffey, 18 minutes as well. He had five and uh, 
Number one off the bench would have been Norman, Norman Powell, 33 minutes. He scored 22 points, leading the Clippers uh, to their 19th win. They're now 13-4 and four at home. Uh, we are off tomorrow. Clippers are back in action on Wednesday, and uh, we will talk then once again. My name is Pete Fox, new here to the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining us. We're going to do Clippers postcasts after every game live on the YouTube channel, Locked On Sports LA, and you can listen on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Have a good night. You are Locked On Clippers postcast. Part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.